felt a disturbance on the internet. It's as if thousands and thousands of e-girls cried out at the same time. And welcome back to Zero Credits, the show where we talk about things. My name is Henry. And my name's E. John. And together we're Henry and E. John coming at you for a limited time only, only until October, to discuss... <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this. The cultural happenings of the zeitgeist. Wait, Henry, what happens in October? Ah, I'm so glad you asked. Thank, I, I should always just trust you to have my back, John. Uh, but in October, pour one out for all those e-girls and thoughts on the internet because OnlyFans is banning all adult content coming this October. Wow, that's huge news. I, number one, don't know what an e-girl is, and I also think it's maybe reductive to reduce sex workers to thoughts, but that is interesting. Well, this is how the internet talks about people, and uh, what am I but a walking semblance of that internet. And it sounds like you have a, a beverage before we talk about our sweet, sweet OF gossip. I'm pouring, I'm pouring one out for all of those who are losing their income. Thanks to, and get this, John, investment bankers. Yes, investment bankers once again proving that anything they touch turns to shit. Now, I'm not super plugged in, despite my jokes, to the OnlyFans uh, community, obviously. And this has been long documented on the podcast. I am a supporter of sex workers. Uh, and I, I don't totally get it. It seems like a lot of this is based on credit card processing requirements. Of course, uh, for people who don't know, to accept certain kinds of credit cards, uh, credit card companies have to give you permission to accept those credit cards. So it seems right. like Visa is not cool with the sex. And while Visa seems to be okay with, I don't know, I'm just going to throw out a couple of names here. Um, any website owned by the company MindGeek, which ranges from all of the porn on the internet, they don't. Visa does not seem to be okay with OnlyFans for some reason. I'm fascinated by the the. I also don't know a lot about porn companies. I don't know what MindGeek is. But when I when this came about, I was like, is Visa? This is this dates me. Is it like uh does Visa not do they not give permission for like browsers or whatever? Clearly right. not. Clearly this is something that is targeted against OnlyFans. Uh the, which by the well, way OnlyFans has adult and not adult content, but of course absolutely. the reason you know of OnlyFans is that it is uh, I right. think it's primary draw, perhaps, and its biggest earners, other than unscrupulous celebrities like Bella Thorne, uh, do are like people who provide adult content. Yes, and most of the marketing and advertising and the way the company works has been built around that primary reason, although there is a secondary reason uh, like it, it could be like a Patreon substitute or like there's live streaming through the site. So it could be kind of like a Twitch just with more steps because like you, there's not like a free option as far as I understand it. Uh, it, it's, it seems as though the company will need to find new direction. Um, 
But one thing that people could point to as to why Visa is drawing this line in the sand is kind of similar to what happened to that dear old site, Tumblr. Oh. And that Tumblr was not moderated in sort of any way, shape, or form before they banned all explicit content from their from their website to protect investors because it's easy to get illicit as in illegal materials posted on on unmoderated sites. Mm. So to curb any potential for underage illicit material, uh, they're just going to ban all of the adult or sexual content and it's sort of a, a nuclear option, or they're just using this excuse as an explanation as to why they're doing it. It could go either way. It's a, it's tough to say because I think that were I in the position of someone who uh, owns or was at least like a, like a chief financial officer, let's say, of an OnlyFans, I can't imagine seeing a path forward with removing adult content without significant reasons to do so. And I don't think losing the ability to process Visa and MasterCard transactions is necessarily enough of a reason. So maybe I believe that, but I, I, I know that sites like OnlyFans require people to like upload driver's licenses, et cetera. And that's essentially right. where the level of moderation ends, I suppose. Uh, but... I don't know. At what point do you start blaming the institution rather than the users for lying? I don't know. It's uh, it's tough. Uh, and that's why a robust moderation framework is really important for any business, because when stuff like this starts to happen, you need to make sure that your position is defensible. Exactly. You got to see why a, as they say, uh, but at the same time, you would hope you're not hurting your main user base for your website, which seems more important in the long run if you want to have a successful website. Uh, and in this case, it, it seems like it, it's a shotgun and like you're shooting your foot off to, to save your, your leg kind of thing. Like, sure, the leg will be fine, but you won't be able to walk on your own. I mean, at, at, to speak to that point a little bit, the we're placing ourselves in the shoes of like the CFO of OnlyFans, which I don't know that they have. Uh, but more importantly, the uh, content creator base of OnlyFans was blindsided by this with minimal notification. And a lot of people doing very valid work have lost their source of income. In some cases, many cases, their only source of income uh, with minimal notice, thousands of people yeah. uh, are, are now having to scramble to put together some other source of income. And it's not fair. It's very scary. And you feel bad for these people. Right. Especially in a global pandemic, which saw the closing of legal and, and valid sort of avenues for sex work, such as strip clubs, gentlemen's clubs, etc. A lot of our entertainers or dancers turn to a virtual environment like OnlyFans to sustain themselves and saw a larger portion of the cash inflow than what they were used to. Because I believe the split for OnlyFans was 20-80. 20 went to OnlyFans and 80 went to the creators, mm -hmm. which is substantially higher than what you're going to find. Like 
your most popular streamers on Twitch, it's still a 50-50 split of revenue. Yikes. Yeah. It's pretty bad. Um, but this speaks to a, a sort of a larger problem with internet-based uh, income jobs uh, that more and more people are facing because this sort of thing can happen to like tw- Twitch streamers. Uh, just their, their revenue could be taken. Excuse me. <clears throat> their revenue could, could be taken away for almost no reason at the whims of a company at leaving them high and dry. And it's, what are you going to do then? You know? I mean, this is maybe the most boring conversation people could possibly have about, uh, like content as a service providers, but I feel like it's an important one is you and I, uh, complain about right, not right to work, but at will states like Texas. Uh, and I think an at will state can seem overly draconian and frightening because for people who don't live in at will states or do and aren't familiar with it, an at will state is a state in which your employment can be terminated for any reason with or without notice. Of course, the kind of nice thing is that it's a two way street. You don't owe your employer anything unless you have a, a signed legal agreement that you would give X weeks notice or whatever. Interestingly, that relationship never gets reflected. They can make you sign agreements saying, hey, give us four weeks notice, but they cannot give you four weeks notice. Fascinating how that happens. It's amazing. Uh, But we complain a lot about at-will states. However, for uh, content as a service providers like OnlyFans and like Twitch, uh, down upstream effects like changing economic factors changing agreements can result in hundreds if not thousands of people losing their primary if not only source of income and there is no reasonable recourse uh for for losing your income from a twitch or an OnlyFans or whatever else there is and i think that you know we have to say that this is totally true that as time goes on, more people will earn their living through these means, and the people who do need robust worker protections because the the things that OnlyFans and Twitch can do to people uh, make an at-will state look like a joke. Like, they can turn your source of revenue off overnight and even collect on things you agreed to in the end-user agreement for using their service. Right. No, yeah, you can get banned. And if the reason your band is so egregious, they can refund subscriptions to your channel on your viewers' behalf and that then literally taking money out of your pocket. And it's a it's a blind spot as far as worker protections go in the world, but I guess more myopically in, in the United States, because we don't have an NLRB for Twitch or OnlyFans or any other way that people choose to make their money. Those workers aren't protected in the slightest. Absolutely, yeah. They're not even employees. And of course, uh, Patreon was the other one that I was going to give as as an example. It's a little more intelligently run of an organization, uh, but Patreon can shut off your source of income for arbitrary reasons, for any reason. Yeah. It's crazy how you can make so much money on the internet when, you know, rewind a couple of uh, decades and no one could make any money on the internet. Mm -hmm. And uh, I believe an an economist won a Nobel peace prize uh, for saying that the internet will be like the fax machine 
insignificant and forgotten uh that aged like milk john yes it uh, it aged like milk into a fine parmesan reggiano (laughs) but yeah no like it it, and you know we're not going to expect anything from our 70 80 year old legislature let legislators because they don't understand the technology behind it so it seems for the time being at least there will be no protections it's very unlikely that we're going to end up with anything near robust worker protections for people who are doing uh, uh well for people who are doing extremely valid work like what people who are doing only events or people who are doing i'd say which is slightly less valid work which is uh, playing video games on twitch this is a very controversial opinion i have that no one likes I like how you diminish the playing the video games on Twitch. I'm just saying if there's a hierarchy of how valid, they're both still valid. I would say that maybe sex work is slightly more valid than playing video games, but I digress. They both provide entertainment. It's the same job. This is only, I want to be clear. This they, is, both, they both put up with really egregious trolls this is a who say horribly demeaning things to them. This is a standpoint that I hold purely because it upsets people. It is not one that I think I truly believe. Uh, it is all valid. If stand-up comedy is valid, then every other form of work is valid. Right, right. If intellectually jacking off on stage with words is valid, then physically <laughs> yeah absolutely i think you see yeah. where i'm going no 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 this. we're on the same page i think that's a that's an apt comparison and uh i think that you and i henry are on the same page all work is valid making a living from stand-up comedy is like the least valid still valid but like probably the least valid work you can do uh we're kidding of course but Right. I, I yes. think that we're a long ways jokes. off. We're a long ways off from anything in the form of like robust worker protections for these people, yeah. which is a shame because they're going to make up an increasingly large portion of the population. And by the time that we get anything approaching robust workers protections for these people, uh, it it might as well be a thing of the past. Right. I, I mean, so for now, what content creators can do is jump onto one of the many ships that are that are riding out of the storm all you know with this news contenders of course popped up literally overnight so you can join your just for fans or your i think it's called fanly which you know yeah classic classic internet (laughs) naming things (laughs) they're they're registering what domains they can that are related but different enough legally distinct enough to not step on trademarks yeah they gotta have the word fan in it not just only yeah you know a few people messed up they tried to register things that were only and then words that rhymed with fans so there's like only, only mans only mans only flans <laughs> uh only crans only grands right. um but the, i mean the, the this type of story is cyclical in nature so one of these contenders might get popular for a while but how long until we see the headline that just for fans is now dumping all adult related content for the same reason or similar reasons, or maybe it's a different excuse, but really what it is is investment bankers don't like it that women can make money. (laughs) Yeah. 
It's uh, investment bankers don't like it when people make money. And I can say this from experience. They don't like it when people make money by not wearing suits. And to be honest, uh, most of the uh, profitable content creators on OnlyFans do the exact opposite of wearing suits. So I'm surprised that the investment bankers did not come for them sooner. Well, right, right. Did not come after them sooner. Uh, no, I suppose. See, th- yeah, they, they allowed they allowed Twitch to stay in business because you can wear a swimsuit, which is basically the same. Yeah, you know, it's a suit. Yeah, absolutely. It's got the word "suit" in it, so they're fine. Investment bankers are the worst. Unequivocally, they, yeah, they, unequivocally. It is. A, it's a shame, though. I'm sure something else will rise up. I think. I wonder, though, if this is part of maybe a, a larger. Uh, like rebranding, restructuring strategy. Because I know maybe a week before this news came out, they did announce that they were creating like a no adult content version of OnlyFans for like the Roku app or something because you can't have adult content. I don't know. Maybe that was putting their toe in the water to see like, hey, can we remove adult content? And then they did. They're like, ah, fuck our business. I mean, at that point, like if that's what you want to do, just turn on the the chive television station that every bar has on. Yeah, just turn and on that, Corn Cob TV. Right, and that's free. Or well, Corn Cob TV's being taken off. Yeah, because, Spectrum's going to take Corn Cob TV. Yeah, right? yeah. Coffin Floppers is too controversial. <laughs> I didn't do shit. I didn't Man got shit. no soul. <laughs> they said that to me at a dinner. Uh, my heart goes out to all the content creators uh, on OnlyFans. This is uh, deeply deeply unfair yeah no our hearts go out to all of those people who are living their best lives living the dream being their own boss making money at home making more money than they've ever made in their entire lives being taxed out the ass and degraded every day i was about to say like facing more taxes than anyone has any legal right to face um, like they're already getting raked over the coals by the IRS, but now you got to cut off their revenue stream on top of that. That seems kind of mean. Yeah. Not only do they have to deal with real weirdos and mean people, they also lose a third of their income on taxes, at least. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it, and it's not as though OnlyFans provided them things like healthcare or benefits. Like they don't get free dental. <laughs> Here's <laughs> so- Here's They're paying my out of pocket on all that. We're not going to do this, but I think we should abolish the practice of independent contractors. People should just be employees. Independent contracting has been used for too long to take advantage of too many people. If you make a company money in any way, like if you are responsible for an increased revenue for a company, you should be classified as an employee. Is this? Hold on. Hear me out. I'm sure that there's a way to make the profit margins work in such a way that you could provide things like health care, et cetera, to your employees uh, if you were to run an adult content business. Is there a space – we should take this offline – is there a space to create an OnlyFans where you hire people, where you like call them employees and they get health care, et cetera? I'm sure that your bottom line wouldn't be as nice, but like people would flock to a service like that, right? Right, right. No, so yeah, your overhead... I feel like you can make a good business by being a good person. Yeah, your overhead, you know, of course you're not going to make as much profit, but who cares? Like, if you're the type of individual who is not like, let's get as much profit as possible, let's just make sure everybody who works for us eats, then you're... Yeah, that could be a great model. The problem is 
No one who runs a business is like that. I mean, I genuinely feel like if I were to start a business, if I could make like $70,000 a year but have a 1,000 people in my employ who had health care and were happy, I I would die happy. Yeah. I know of one such CEO. His name is Dan Price. Dan Price. Yeah, he's out in like Seattle and he took like a, a, a pretty substantial pay cut to ensure that everyone who worked for him had a minimum salary of 70K. And now he's got a fiercely loyal army underneath him who are living their best lives. If more people thought, thought like <laughs> the word thought just made me have an aneurysm. If more people thought like Dan Price, then yeah, I feel like substantially workers in America would be happier and more productive. I mean, I, I don't think it's a high bar to clear. I think that you could get really far in corporate America by just being someone who wants to make enough money to live relatively comfortably but provide for people. Because, like, I'm sure Dan Price, you know, we want to extract a profit motive from it where possible, but I'm sure he makes, like, millions of dollars from public speaking or, right. or people writing articles about him. Uh, so, I don't know, just run a company. Here's yeah, the thing. That... Most small business owners in America operate from the standpoint of maximizing profit, but they're such dog shit business owners that they pull in like thirty to $40,000 a year, even though they're like worked to the bone uh, yeah. and they don't know how to run a business. But I feel like you could run a business and just try to be nice and good and take and, care and... of people and make money. I don't, right. I don't think it's hard. Right. Especially for your private businesses. Like if you are not a publicly traded company, then you're literally beholden to no one. Like, so you don't need to strive for the most profit ever. You can strive to make sure everyone is comfortably employed and like fed and, you know, pay a little extra to them. But what are you doing with your profits? They're not going to shareholders. You're not making any value for anyone else other than yourself. So at that point, if you're profit-driven as a private company business owner, you're an asshole. I mean, I feel like so many companies are just pressing to go public. Like, they just want to give out a bunch of equity and then they want to SPAC into an IPO or whatever. But like, I don't know, were I to run a business, why would you want to go public and become beholden to a bunch of ghouls? Right. Like you might get a couple of extra hundred thousand dollars from stocks or whatever, but then suddenly you've got a whole board of investors or I I think, yeah, board of investors. You you have a whole board beholden to the investors who are now your boss. Yeah. It's uh, not great. I'm sure there are limitations to this that you and I can't see and we're being overly uh, Pollyanna-ish. But it seems like you could take care of people. And I think that the person who makes the business that takes care of sex workers will be a very rich person. Now, uh, for my own edification, because I've heard the word Pollyanna a number of times in the past month, but I'm too lazy to look it up. So what's Pollyanna, John? I think being Pollyanna-ish is being overly optimistic. Oh, okay. I'm looking it up. An excessively cheerful or optimistic person. All right. Well, I don't want to ever be considered or accused of being that. <laughs> yes. 
I mean, I don't think you're in much danger of that. Uh, but I think whoever's listening to this who wants to be a good person to sex workers and also make like $70,000 a year, you have our blessing. We await our check in the mail. Our check? You think? No. If I know anything about money is that I never get it. Okay, we await our invitation to join your platform as content creators. Right. Uh, now, in solidarity with uh, what happened on OnlyFans, uh, I'm as far as I understand it, the uh, the factory workers of Nabisco went on strike. Mm, uh, the elves. That might not be correct. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that tracks. Uh, but just the one little thing I wanted to touch on, Mister. Uh, legendary actor Danny DeVito uh, tweeted out in support of Nabisco workers who were trying to push back from their management, forcing them to work 12 and 14 hour shifts over a weekend for no extra pay. Uh, And he tweeted out no snacks, no contracts, which was great. Incredible. Very good. (laughs) And and Twitter took his verified status away. I cannot believe (laughs) Twitter Twitter is like the uh the the intellectual Pinkertons. It it really is. Now, I have heard of this Pinkerton word in, in a, a bunch in the past month. Um uh, but for the folks at home, uh what is a Pinkerton? So this is another word you've heard a lot in the last month but don't necessarily know what it means. This is kind of a lie. I just thought I would make a little running gag. Oh, I gotcha. It's a Pinkerton detective agency, strike breakers in the early 20th century. That's right. Okay, I actually did know that. But thank you for reminding me and also the folks at home who may not have remembered. Yeah, they basically did a bunch of war crimes on strikers. Uh, Weirdly enough, a lot of Pinkertons were ex-cops. I don't know. I don't know about that. Are there just, like, detective agencies I could go join? I don't want to be a cop. I want to be a detective. Uh, You can be a detective. I have bad news about being a detective. You die. It's, uh... You know how cops, arguably, some may argue, myself among them, primarily exist to preserve the mechanisms of capital? Oh, detectives are like that, Uh -uh, but... But paid privately? For the most part, they're just a private version of that. Like, everyone thinks a private um, detective is like, I'm going to investigate a murder or some missing dame. Right. Typically, it's like, follow this guy around to make sure he isn't lying about d- being disabled because we're paying him workman's comp. Never mind. Yeah, being, <laughs> being a private detective actually sucks and you're in the pocket of rich people, uh, from my understanding. Or you're you're unfortunately exploiting like the parents of a missing child or something. Yeah, pretty much. All right, let's move on to happier topics. John, I believe you prepared something to talk about tonight. Yes, uh, you know, I, I thought we could use a little bit uh, of lightness in our lives. And I've I've prepared a couple things. I don't know how many we'll get to. But uh, I think we can touch on this one, this first one shortly. Henry? Oh, John. Have you heard of the coronavirus? Oh, Oh, um, I believe I have. Yeah, it's been uh, rampaging across the world for the last 18 months. Now, Henry, have you heard of a little thing called vaccination? Oh, I believe I've been doubly vaccinated, John. Well, it's uh, good news. Uh, which, uh, Which brand of vaccine did you happen to get? 
Well, I had the Moderna, so I'm kind of saddened by this news, but go ahead and tell everybody. Oh, you really had Moderna? I did have Moderna, yes. Fascinating. Well, Pfizer, hashtag Pfizer gang. Uh, Remember that small period where we all thought it was going to be okay and we made like little gangs about what yeah, we got anyway. Fine. We saw the, yeah, we saw the light at the end of the tunnel, not realizing it was it, instead of uh, of the sun, it was a train driven by the Delta variant. But that's not what we're talking about tonight. Yes, the the Delta train. Uh, now I'm hashtag Pfizer gang, as is every one of my homies. Uh, Shut the fuck up, Pfizer has uh, as of today received full FDA approval. Uh, which comes with a, a raft of new responsibilities and marketing opportunities for the inoculation. Uh, I think most importantly, what is on most people's minds is that uh, there's a significant portion of the United States population that said that they were avoiding getting vaccinated until it received full FDA approval. So, of course, now they have to find some other bullshit excuse right. to not get the vaccine. And more importantly, we're one step closer to a federal mandate. Yes, it is much closer to mandate something, I suppose. Uh, we, we went into this in the past about police power, but it is easier, if not federally, to mandate it. It is now very easy and defensible, most importantly, for private businesses to mandate vaccination requirements. They always could, uh, for the most part. In the United States of America, if you're a private business, you can choose who you serve. Uh, which is always a funny thing to talk about conservatives with because they like to pick and choose, but it is now much more defensible for a private business to say, Hey, show us you've been vaccinated. Uh, no if, ands or buts about it. Uh, and in terms of the marketing opportunities for the FDA approval, the Pfizer vaccine has now been given a name. Oh, oh, oh. uh, now have you heard the name Henry? I don't believe I have. I feel like this is news. The The interesting thing is once you receive FDA approval for a vaccine, you can actually begin to market it to people. And the interesting thing about pharmaceutical products is when you start naming them, you name them the stupidest fucking shit anyone has ever heard in their entire goddamn oh. lives. Because oh God. every single pharmaceutical product released in the last 50 years has the stupidest fucking name it's like ooh, do you want new elixir flexor famadol right do, do you want um astroturfia do you want astroturfia do you want flambraxatril yeah, all the, the names are so stupid you drogsil and <laughs> yeah do, 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 do you, you want, want some valhalla <laughs> do, do you perhaps want some cthulhu uh, we got some sh- some uh, sh- sugar off in the yeah, back. Yeah, if you want that, we've got some nub, in the back. <laughs> now, uh, do you want to maybe take a guess as to what the nub nub? Uh, do you want to? <laughs> uh, we have some utini. Right. Uh, right. Would you like to maybe take a guess as to what the right. Pfizer vaccine's actual marketed name is? Marketed name. All right. So we got it, it, the full name of Pfizer was like Pfizer Biotech kind of thing so we got like bio and tech and we got that fizz fizz and we got zer all right so i'm gonna say zerkavia zerkavia you know that's actually you should get into the business of naming pharmaceuticals because that's not a bad one uh it is in fact much worse though oh god uh the pfizer vaccine's official marketed name is 
Community. Co, you know, the, the two syllables you love next to each other, co and mir. <laughs> Comirnity. Comirnity? Comirnity. A combination of community, immunity, no. <laughs> mRNA, and COVID. <laughs> mRNA wow oh yeah. my god oh, somebody mere <laughs> I, I somebody got a fucking promotion for that shit I I told that to Allison she said why couldn't they just call it community <laughs> <laughs> uh which community is a lot funnier co- co- say it again co mirnity comernity comer comer uh but is so we're still talking about only fans i see <laughs> yes unfortunately we are still talking about only fans now uh community is an awful name i think anyone can agree that, why not just call it the fucking pfizer vaccine <laughs> you do have something to be happy about in this news though henry oh moderna is gonna be able to call their shit fuck fuck what is <laughs> Uh, still, unfortunately, talking about OnlyFans. Moderna is next slated to receive FDA approval because Moderna, after Pfizer, is the most well-researched inoculation against the novel coronavirus. Uh, and they have already inked the name that they plan to market it under once it is available. And would you like to take a guess what that is? All right. From Pfizer vaccine to community. Uh-huh. So Moderna, the the easy... You know, the easy, it's right there. It's like modernity. But no, we're going to go in a complete opposite direction. And it's going to be fatushish. <laughs> fatushish? Not bad. Also, uh, uh, reject modernity. Uh, embrace tradition. No, you have something to be happy about because yours has the most incredible name. Okay. Henry, I would like to tell you that you have two fresh doses of Spike Vax. Oh my god. Oh my god. Moderna gang went hard in the paint. <laughs> I don't this is kind of a first Spike Vax. as far as pharmaceutical naming. They went it's serious. Wait, Spike wait, Vax. Wait. It, it, is it legal for a medicine name to be cool? <laughs> You have, I, I think that they went the right direction. I think Pfizer was like, we're going to use typical pharmaceutical code name bullshit. No one is going to sign up for community. Everyone is going to be in the goddamn spike vax line. I know. I know. Pfizer gangs kicking themselves because they're like, oh man, now we got to be like communitors and <laughs> everyone, everyone in the spike vax gang is like, we're arming ourselves with with bats with nails in them yeah spike vax is the one to get for sure uh and it is spelled they didn't even pull any funny tricks s-p-i-k-e-v-a-x period wow and that was available to be (laughs) trademarked that's amazing apparently Wow. So if you're on the fence and you haven't been vaccinated yet, now you can choose the cool option if you were waiting for one and get vaccinated with Spike Vax. And uh, just so you know, my second dose of Spike Vax made me feel like I was going to die. My second dose of community kind of gave me a low grade fever for two days, but that's about it. 
all of my bones ached for exactly 18 hours. And on the 19th hour, I felt fine. It passed. It's no reason to not get the shot. Uh, it's... You know, Johnson & Johnson does not appear to have a name for their vaccine yet. Well, they were the latest comer, right? Yeah. It was uh, Pfizer, Moderna, AstraZeneca had developed one, but AstraZeneca, the data wasn't there, so it seemed like AstraZeneca was mostly in other countries. Uh, uh, but we'll see. I don't, I don't trust the Johnson & Johnson because there's only one shot. I'm sorry. I had to get two shots, so that one doesn't count. I mean, we're all about to have three shots. I, I hear what you're saying, but I, all I can say is the Johnson & Johnson No More Tears coronavirus <laughs> vaccine. Yes, absolutely. I, I just – I don't – I'm not falling for that. But, yeah, we are about to have to get three shots, and I will sign up again for another free day off work. I'll take whatever I can get, dude. I'll take anything. Just keep this shit away from me. Uh, yeah. Now – since we did cover the uh, the name of the new Pfizer, new, <laughs> I guess it's new in the grand scheme. Uh, well, the new name of the old uh, Pfizer vaccine. Yeah, uh, same Pfizer, new name, same great taste. Uh, however, Different looking can. <laughs> now we're talking about these sheepish inoculations that we've taken. Oh yeah, we're we're definitely sheeple. Yeah, oh, we're, what's your yeah? Yeah, we we walk around masked, afraid vaccinated however there's a, a subset of people uh who are they are unvaccinated unmasked unafraid individuals who are most certainly not sheep and you know what they're doing they're warding off the coronavirus by taking an anti-parasitic medicine designed for sheep that's right <laughs> ivermectin i i've heard about this um yes the uh, poison control hotlines Sweeping across the southern region of the United States were ablaze this past weekend as people were taking heart dewormer for domesticated farm animals. Yes, ivermectin, which also I'm going to look this up real quick because if we're talking about actual pharmaceutical names, I think ivermectin might have both the Pfizer and the Moderna beat. That's right. Ivermectin's pharmaceutical branded names, Cilantra, Stromectol, and of course, the name you can trust, Sklice. All of Cilantro sounds like a fucking spice you put in a dish. <laughs> it's, it's, Honey, it's like can so you pat... Cool. Pa yeah, pass the cilantro, please. Uh, but of course, I, I think the most trustworthy name is Sklice. Sklice is the name of a hacker in a cyberpunk setting. Yeah, my man Sklice over here's got the goods, and it turns out he's just like a bottle of heart to wormer. <laughs> do you, hey, do you need access to the intranet? Talk to my friend Sklice. Log in, log out. Yeah. No, yeah. So, yes, uh, uh, apparently. I have a little bit of an anecdotal story about this, John, because mm. apparently this sort of, how would you call this, farmyard remedy has been going around for a while, even before coronavirus. Uh, yes, absolutely it has. The From my understanding, there was a research paper published out of Egypt uh, 
implying at the beginning of the coronavirus pandemic uh, that uh, treatment with ivermectin reduced hospitalizations and death by 90%, but usage of ivermectin to treat uh, other respiratory illnesses like SARS actually goes back much further and uh, has never actually proven effective. There are serious doubts about that original research paper because they've proven uh, that it has a flagrant plagiarization and also pretty bad statistical manipulation uh, right. to boost up that 90% reduction number and may just be uh, fallacious. Is that a word full of fallacy? That sounds like a word, but I wouldn't know offhand. Yeah, unfortunately, we are still talking about OnlyFans, but a fallacious paper, yeah. uh, it, it seems to be. But that has not stopped people from taking it. Right. So uh, I, I don't talk about my family much on here uh, to keep a little veneer of privacy, but I will have you know that my dad has gotten into the barbecue competition circles around the South. Uh, and he's done pretty well for himself over the, the two years he's been doing it. But he meets all types of colorful characters at these competitions, including an actual honest-to-goodness farmer. Uh-huh. <laughs> and this farmer, wanting to make talk or a chat conversation, if you will, uh, boasted that he hadn't been sick for years and could clear up my dad's lingering COVID symptoms after my dad did suffer a bout of COVID uh, late last year, uh, if only they he would take some horse dewormer. Mm. Uh, he, I did not get the actual name of said medication, but this said farmer claims to have been taking it for decades and has never gotten sick as the healthiest he's ever been, and even claims that it helped muscle growth and all sorts of other side benefits that you see attached to these weird home cures that doctors do not prescribe. So there has been at least one encounter, one experience removed in my family of seeing this in the wild. And this was before this weekend. This was a couple of months ago. And and now here we are with poison control being taxed and overcapacity with people overdosing on said medications. Yeah, it's uh, fascinating to me. I mean, we've we've run the gamut, right, on potential remedies, uh, preventions uh, to COVID. Uh, first with hydroxychloroquine uh, and, and a number of other things. Right, uh, sun, sun injected sun sunlight, and then also bleach. In, yes, bleach uh, endorsed by the president of the United States. Uh, what an amazing time to be alive! Amazing, yeah. Uh, but I, I think that the the interesting thing about the thinking behind taking hydroxychloroquine, injecting bleach into your veins. Uh, taking ivermectin is for each of these, whenever they reach the public consciousness, you end up with a ton of people who are actually doing these remedies. And the interesting thing to me is that for most of these people, their argument against becoming vaccinated individuals is that it is an untested substance and that they do not trust 
its source, which is uh, big pharmaceutical companies. You know, the big pharmaceutical companies that created ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. Uh, right. Uh, fascinating thinking. Uh, to it makes then no go, sense. I will then ingest a ton of this untested substance created by pharmaceutical companies because I don't want to be injected with an untested substance rigorously tested and untested to them substance created by a large pharmaceutical company. Amazing. Right. Yeah. I would rather take this medication that was tested for and by animals and in no way ever tested for human consumption than I would take a rigorously tested only on humans. That's not true. They probably did mice trials, um, but not expedited run concurrently with human trial testing uh, that I don't trust for, quote, reasons, unquote. Yes, I don't trust it for reasons that I can't explain to you. Do your research, I will always say. Now, of course, ivermectin not tested on humans, and for good reason. It's supposed to kill worms in sheep, bulls, and horses. Uh, I suppose cows, bulls are cows. Uh, But... Uh, Since it's not tested on humans, we have unfortunately had the opportunity to see what its effect on humans is uh, by the people who are taking large quantities of it to either ward off COVID symptoms or ward off uh, transmission of COVID. And these symptoms vary uh, from nausea and vomiting to death. Uh, So there's a very wide acceptable band for possible side effects for ivermectin. I don't think that anyone listening to this podcast would, but in case you might, don't take ivermectin. Yeah, don't take anything. Oh, hey, puppy. Oh, no. Don't take any type of dewormer because, like, if humans had worms in their hearts, they'd probably already be dead. I mean, and also... You're taking medicine meant for an animal that weighs like 700 pounds. Right. Uh, so concentrations are definitely going to be high. I'm just saying it, it's, you know, you and I, I don't think, are necessarily equipped to see eye to eye with people who are anti-vax. But I think that we're particularly poorly equipped to see eye to eye with people who are this anti-vax. No, yeah. I, I don't get the thinking. I seriously and this might be a lack of empathy on my part, and I, I will cop to that, but I don't get the thinking that I'm uh, of being unwilling of getting the vaccine, but being willing to try another medical solution. I like, I, I feel like if I'm going to be, if I were to be anti-vax, I would be in the bucket of like, well, it's all a hoax. It's not real. I'm not going to try any sort of medication because why would I? I wouldn't be able to do the mental gymnastics to say, well, the vaccine is fake, but the virus is real. And so I still need a medical solution. Like that's too many flips in the air for my brain. And there might be some sort of non-vocal majority for this. Not that I've seen, obviously, but when the vaccine first rolled out, I remember having conversations with people and Thinking both for myself, yes, I'm going to get vaccinated, but if someone were to not get vaccinated due to the lack of long-term clinical trials, I get it. Like, I I understand that you're kind of rolling the dice, but if that's your primary reason for not getting vaccinated, I get it. 
Uh, but that does not seem to be the position that people are taking for not getting vaccinated. At this point, it seems to be the people getting vaccinated uh, don't believe in a pervasive deep state conspiracy and lizard people, and the people who are not getting vaccinated do. Yeah, I don't know. That's uh, it's tough. We're in a weird place. We're we're in a place where even I, I saw this article. And, you know, I I don't see a lot of news about Trump anymore, but I did see an article creep across my news feeds where he talked up the vaccine at a rally of his and was met by boos from his (laughs) audience. Incredible. Showing that the machine is now out of the hands of the creator. These and I don't mean to lump people into the same category, but the, the the followers that Trump created will are are now booing Trump. So like, where are we? Who, who's who's at, at who's con- who's at the controlling? Not that people need to be controlled, but like, wh- where are they putting their allegiance? I mean, that's the that's the terrifying thing, right? About the about what Trump not created, but really helped to stoke in terms of hysteria amongst a certain base is that this was created, but Trump was only a celebrity uh, within this certain ideology and, and celebrity passes. And I think his has long passed. Uh, I, I think a lot of people are like making this argument that, Oh, he can come back and win in 2024. I don't really, I don't really think that's the case. I think they're over him. I think they're on to crazier shit now. Right. Like, yeah. Because he wasn't coming, he wasn't in the news every day. He, he wasn't wherever these people get their information anymore. So now they're, they feel comfortable enough to reject him because it's like, oh, he's not a part of my daily life anymore. But who is? What is? Like, what What are they latching on to now? Obviously, a portion of them are latching on to wherever this heart dewormer information came from. But I feel like we need to get a bead on that to know where, where these people who because of gerrymandering and other stupid voting restrictions determine the fate of the GD country. (laughs) I mean, we've created these political genetic mutants uh, through processes like gerrymandering where we've essentially ingrained a certain uh, insane (laughs) beliefs in very strong minorities. And I, I wonder you know, post capital riot, I think what everyone was thinking would happen is that there would be like some concerted effort by the incoming administration to like remedy or speak to or investigate this thing that resulted in an attempted overthrow of the United States government that is unprecedented in the modern age. And it seems like what we've chosen to do is ignore it, which is uh, right. not, I would argue, the smart thing to do. And I would tend to agree with you there. Uh, it's uh, it, You'd think we'd look into that a little bit more, but we, we really didn't. And some of the things that are coming out from these people are very, very scary. No, I, and I think it speaks to the, the current state of the systems that we have in place that are bought and sold by corporations and the power is is consolidated in these places where they they appeal to the masses the widest possible net 
So they can't punish that demographic because they need that demographic to keep them in power. And, and, and it's a both sides thing because corporations don't care who's in charge. So it just changes where the money goes. So, you know, they're going to pay the Democrats off to not investigate the riots that happened on the 6th and the, the uh, sedition, the, the near sedition, the sedition, the, the sedition attempt that, <laughs> that happened because it, it, we got to maintain the status quo as much as possible. I mean, when the Super Bowl happened and we saw the Bruce Springsteen Little Church in Missouri or whatever the fuck, uh, where they, we were returning to this like both sides narrative. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Got it. This is actually what's happening. The fix right. is already in. We're not going to care about any of this stuff that much. Yeah, no. Yeah, the, the money's going to keep flowing to the people and power. You know, the, the husbands of newly elected congresswomen are going to go from making 40000 a year to 400000 a year in speaking fees to energy companies, and the world will just keep turning. Ah, uh, don't you love a profit motive? I hate everything about money and capitalism. I Well, not money. We can keep money. Just the, 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 the lengths that this country goes to defend... What is a perverted version of capitalism is just too far. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't necessarily think that money is bad. Money is a meaningful uh, and necessary, I believe, construct. Even things like debt are necessary constructs, I think. But uh, we we do live in uh, in the we do live downstream of certain policy decisions that have uh, robbed us of our autonomy. And created a, a real hellish situation to live in. It's true, and, and the sad part is, which like, is why we should all move to the Netherlands. God damn it, we're not having this conversation again. Okay, fine. I don't want to do this. I want to be friends with you. We can be friends long distance no. as I live in the Netherlands. Listen, we're no. not going to talk about the Netherlands, but we will admit that they have fantastic bicycle architect uh, infrastructure. Yeah. Yeah, they've got fantastic bicycle infrastructure. I, I, I know you weren't are trying to corner me, but there's no way in hell I would ever disagree with that. That is a fact of the world. Yeah, so we can agree. All right, we agree on the superiority of the Netherlands. Well, in this one particular area, this isn't a gotcha. No. Now, in light of COVID, uh, I've got some breaking music news. Uh, if you recall, listeners of the podcast, our dear fans, you will remember that Stevie Nicks canceled all 2021 concerts. Yes. Uh, and I'm ha- I, there seems to be a little bit of a feud breaking out in the music world because now it seems Nine Inch Nails is canceling all 2021 concerts. So I, I'm not sure if this is... You know how when countries form, other countries have to recognize the new country for that country to be like valid and and become a country. I, I don't know if this is kind of like that. It might be. Yeah, because it seems like Stevie Nicks already canceled all of the concerts in 2021. But here's Trent Reznor and his the other people in the band of Nine Inch Nails coming in 
to also cancel all 2021 concerts. It seems like a, a, a fight might be breaking out. I mean, I think they just want to see who can cancel all the concerts fast enough. You know, they're just trying oh, to show solid. Oh. I think I think they're trying to to get in there and also cancel all the concerts. So, so this is like running for president, in which you announce that you're going to do something, but yeah, then that's you why have it's to a go. Stevie Nicks announces that right, she, right. Yeah. So now she has to go state by state, canceling all the concerts, and now Trent Reznor. And Nine Inch Nails, by association, have have announced their candidacy for canceling the, and they're going to go around and like try to cancel more than her. All right, all right, that's cool. We'll see who wins. Yeah, I mean, if you look at just the numbers, Stevie Nicks uh, can't started by canceling five. Nine Inch Nails has twenty. Lots. Wow. Of, listen, things are they're things up, are happening. Yeah. I have. I have an article on 538 about it, about who's projected to win between Stevie Nicks and Nine Inch Nails. I no, think Stevie I, I, Nicks so far is winning. I, I feel like Nine Inch Nails might have an advantage because there's more members of that band. They can separate and conquer more ground. The only problem is will people recognize like the drummer from Nine Inch Nails if it's not Trent Reznor? Yeah, they're really only going to recognize Trent Reznor. They're like, you did the music to Fight Club. Yeah, it's like if Ringo would have gone around and be like, well, I'm representing the Beatles, and people would be like, who are you? Yeah, I, I, we have no idea who you are. Yeah. And it's unfortunate the Nine Inch Nails has chosen their uh, their campaign song to be Wearing This Together, which I get it thematically, but not the strongest Nine Inch Nails song you could choose. Right, so the race is on. Who can cancel more concerts in 2021, Stevie Nicks or Nine Inch Nails? We'll keep you posted as details develop. Now, of course, the opposition party is uh, people who have had their concerts canceled and not made the choice to cancel them. And uh, yeah. so far, we've only got DaBaby. <laughs> uh, no one's voting for DaBaby. Well, that's that's how it goes. Because of Spe- what he said about not... Uh, DaBaby's not good. The baby's not good. I, I saw a little bit of that unfold, but I didn't really tune in because I don't really follow hip hop, and that's that might be a fault of my own. I'd say it is. Okay. Well, what I do follow, John, is uh, our future, and as we've discussed previously on the podcast, uh, after the Fast and Furious wraps up, we will be happily slinging, if you will, to the Venomverse. But I've got some potentially sad news, John. Oh, no. Sad Venom news? Sad Venom, let there be carnage news. Um, It seems that while summer box offices are sort of trying to eke out as much money as they can, it's not satisfactory to some studios. And so Venom is reportedly, possibly, might be, we're not saying anything quite yet, delayed until 2022. Oh, no. Delayed Venom? I mean, it's the reasonable thing to do, I suppose. The real news is where it would debut, John. (gasps) Because delaying it would be one thing. I am okay. As you experienced on this podcast, F9 The Fast Saga went from May 2020 to June or July of 2021. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so we're we're used to year long delays. However, it seems Sony Pictures might not have 
the most confidence in this movie because they're thinking of delaying it until January of 2022. Ooh, interesting. Now, for those of you who don't know why that is interesting, let me just tell you, uh, January is the month that movies go to die. Yeah, they're, they're traditionally have not been good movies released in January. The metrics show people... People love going to the movies over the holidays. They love the Christmas releases, your Thanksgiving releases. But in January, it's back to business, back to school, no time for movies. And so you get such releases such as Dr. Doolittle, starring Robert Downey Jr., uh, a movie that I watched with friends, including you, John, that uh, got torn apart by the end of the movie to the point where we barely even watch the ending. <laughs> yes. Uh, now, of course, other other films released in January, like January 2029, 2019, uh, The Lost Symbol. Anyone remember that one? I don't even know what that is. Escape Room. Oh, that actually got a sequel. The Vanishing. That sounds like it's a drama on, like, AE or something. Granddaddy Daycare. Wait, do you, is that is that an actual, honest-to-goodness spiritual successor to Daddy Daycare? Apparently. Uh, a, do- <laughs> a Dog's Way Home, the, oh. the sequel to A Dog's Dream. And, of course... No, the dog movie where the, he keeps dying. <laughs> and, of course, How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. Let me do a quick aside and say Uh-oh. that I had never seen any of the How to Train Your Dragon movies. I watched them all. Pretty good. Yeah, actually, I enjoyed They're the all first... actually quite good. I enjoyed the first one, uh, even though it had very, 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 very strong parallels to Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Uh, but the rest of the movie uh, movies I've never seen. Uh, second one, weak. Third one really pulls it together. I think they're all pretty good movies. Why do they just keep making a bug's life over and over again is my question. Listen, they perfected the formula with ants. Yeah, they did it. They did it once with Flick. He was an inventor who saw things differently. And then you had the the protagonist of Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, who was an oddball who saw things differently, and everyone, you know, ignored him. And then you you had the protagonist of How to Train Your Dragon, which was a free thinker who thought differently. And uh, it turns out everyone needed to trust him to save the day. They're all the same movie. (laughs) I I will say, for all the How to Train Your Dragon heads in the audience, uh, I think that How to Train Your Dragon... The second one, not so much, but I think the series as a whole kind of says the most interesting things about humans' relationship with animals. Okay. Uh, and the third one, I won't spoil anything, but the third one kind of goes to a pretty uncomfortable base truth about humans coexisting with animals that I don't oh, think no. movies typically, it's not dark or anything, but I, oh, I don't God. think movies typically talk about it, but we all know that this part of our relationship with animals is there. Uh, right. But movies don't typically talk about because it it's not fun. Yeah, so the protagonist, whose names I can't remember, whose name's like Flip or something, Pickup. has to eat Toothless. Yeah, he has to eat Toothless. It's real sad. No, that that's sad. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying because, like, 
The only parallel I can draw is Pokemon, which will probably never, ever address any sort of difficulty with living alongside animals in any way. Yeah, the, the, the Pokemon is the exact opposite of How to Train Your Dragon, where the uh, the inequities and the problems of the lifestyle that Pokemon trainers have to live with their Pokemon is right there. They're kept in little weird balls. Uh, yeah. But yeah, How to Train Your Dragon 3 actually addresses the... The sad thing that you think every time you look at a pet, but you never say. Oh, Harry and the Hendersons. Harry and the Hendersons, baby. Get out of here. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, no. How to Train Your Dragon 3, pretty good. It's got, uh, F. Murray Abraham in it. I don't know. Old man. (laughs) The protagonist is that Kevin guy from the Judd Apatow movies. His name's not Kevin. Jay Baruchel. Yeah. Yeah. That's... He looks a lot like my cousin Kevin. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we need to talk about your cousin Kevin. We really, uh, he's a he's like a banker. We'll get, he's fine. January movies, suffice it to say, do not tend to do well. Right. So if Sony, who probably have like right now, the movie is slated for an October fifteenth or so release. I can't remember the actual date, um, which should be if people continue to go to the movies, a pretty well-received date. The only problem is right now, the number one movie in the box office, uh, Free Guy, is hovering around, after two weekends, around 30 million take at the box office, which is substantially lower than its budget. Mm. And so if they're basing their potential earnings on current numbers then Sony, their hesitancy is sort of, it makes sense. Because again, like this whole year, we're dealing with movies that were made in a different environment. They were made with budgets that were not accounting for smaller takes at the box office. And other companies are are willing to take that hit. um, Because like Free Guys was made by Fox Pictures, but Fox was bought by Disney. So Disney can, can, Uh, absorb that blow of whatever they don't make back at the same time they get to release a fun movie during the summer and it's it's getting all this buzz Um, but that might not continue as the virus get gets worse and people stop going to the movies as much and sony while still a huge media juggernaut might not be able to be willing to take as much of a hit especially with the second entry in what is supposed to be their flagship movie franchise universe. Now, is there a path forward? Is there a streaming platform that Sony could put this on? Um, I don't know if Sony... Sony Plus? Paramount Mountain? They really don't have a streaming thing at all. Like, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, I believe, is available on Netflix... Um, they, I don't think they've dipped their toes in the streaming waters, and they might be the one media company that hasn't, if I'm being honest. Yeah, because that's the only way I could really see them possibly making up for putting Venom out when they're putting it out. Yeah, and, and uh, unfortunately, Venom might be suffering because of that, I don't want to call it short-sightedness or stubbornness, because I really don't know this, the decision behind it. Um, but the fact that Sony doesn't have their own dedicated streaming p- platform might be hurting the odds that their 
villain-based Marvel sort of related cinematic universe doesn't go forward. I mean, where are you going to fucking watch Spider-Man? Where are you going to watch Spider-Man? If I I could watch, listen, this is a true thing. If I could watch things with mostly Spider-Man in it, I would buy that streaming service. Well, so the Tom Holland Spider-Men are going to be available on Disney+. Plus. Sony's they, dead. They Sony's did dead. arrange that deal. Uh, there's no place where you can watch, as far as I know, and please write in if, this is the, if you know otherwise, I don't know of a place where you can watch Spider-Man 1 through 3 with Tobey Maguire or Spider-Man and the Amazing Spider-Man. I don't know what those are called with uh, the cat who likes lasagna, Andrew Garfield. Uh I don't know where you can watch those. They're all Sony properties and Sony has no centralized streaming service. I don't know where I could see them if I wanted to, not that I would want to. Spider-Man 2 is golden. Uh, I never watched any of the Andrew Garfield ones. Um, Three was okay. I just feel like it had too much going on. One was okay. Two was amazing. Three, whatever. But here's the thing. I know exactly where you can watch it. And we've been talking about Sony not having a platform, but I oh know, God, I know where you can watch it. Oh my God. We've been talking about only fans this whole time. This whole time. You can watch Spider-Man on only fans, <laughs> only man's only man's only open parentheses, spider close parentheses, man's. This was the pivot that none of us saw, but Sony was playing 4D chess the entire time. We ban adult content, but we don't ban Venom. The only thing that's banned is the dance scene from Spider-Man 3, because it's too hot to handle. It's much too hot, uh, so that is blurred out. (laughs) They didn't remove it. They just blurred out the entire sequence. This is incredible. And of course, you can also watch it on your PSP on UMD. (laughs) Uh, Which is how I watched Spider-Man 2 hundreds of times. Right. Yes. Even though the platform may be dead, Sony still believes in the UMD, the device of the future, the media storage device of the future. The tiny DVD with the little plastic thing. Yeah, it's great. It keeps it all together. It kind of looks like a disc, but it's like weirdly flat on one side. Yeah, it's uh, very silly, but that's how you can watch Spider-Man 2. Wow. Oh, man. So, yeah, the Venomverse up in jeopardy unless they land on OnlyFans, in which case, let there be carnage. Let there be carnage, baby. And that means when we move into watching, uh, when we move into watching the Venom movies, I'll have to create an OnlyFans account. Because I don't have one. I'll have to make one, you see? (laughs) Right, right. Of course. Because, yeah, I too will be in a similar situation. Where where you must create a username and perhaps a password. Probably provide them with an email address. I'm not familiar with the sign-up process, you see. I have no idea. You said only fans? Is that... Did I hear that right? Right, right. Yeah. I, I'll have to look it up. I can't answer such questions right now. 
off the top of my head. And, uh, you know, I, I, you know, it's just, I don't even know how they bill. Yeah. Do they bill? Is there, do you pay for things? What's on it most importantly? Cause I don't know. Me too. It's just a whole new world out there. Um, hopefully there's nothing sexually suggestive. That would be too much for my sensibilities. Yeah. I'm definitely going to try to make an account before October though. So, you know, I, I get in there before right. the Venom movies. I right. just want to be on the ground floor, you know, in case I get some DLC or something. We want to be prepared for eventually when the Venom movies are on there. So we might, we might sign up and like, I feel like I need to try subscribing to something just to see, like, do you subscribe? I don't know. Yeah, I don't even know if you subscribe or how it's, but I'm just saying we're going to get on there soon. You know, these podcasts come on Friday. So if you like see people like leaving tips or chats and their, their names are John underscore from underscore zero credits, uh, or Henry underscore from underscore zero credits, know that we made these accounts fresh and we don't know what we're doing. Right. And no, it's, it's really, we might be, you might see some sorted things, but we really wish we were watching that uh, Tom Hardy speaking in, in his incomprehensible accent. Yeah. That's all we want to see. Yeah, that's, uh, that, that's why in the chat you see us commenting, show us the goopy man. <laughs> Where, where's the goopy man? Show uh, us the goopy man. If that's not the title of the episode, I don't know what will be. Oh, boy. Wow. All right. I feel like on that note, it's time for us to vacate the premises before the police arrive to shoot us. Yes. Uh, Don't let them do that. Don't let, you know, I feel like after this episode, the Pinkertons would shoot us before the cops do. You know what? I'll amend my statement. Before the Pinkertons show up to shoot us with their detective guns, which they use to protect democracy capitalism. Got it. Never confuse the two. Never can, and never the twain shall meet. And if you don't want to meet us, don't worry. You can still get a message to us via Twitter on twitter.com at ZCPCWHJ. And I believe John knows what that stands for. Uh, Yeah. Yes, that stands for Z casserole potato Cranberry Wampanoag Indians Home J. That's right. This was just the introduction to our recipe for potato casserole. Uh, so if you want to f- get a detailed list of instructions, unfortunately, you have to send us an email to email at zerocredits.net for the full list of recipe instructions Preheat that oven to 425 if you know it's good for you. We're on Spotify, and I recently got a Spotify Duo account, so now I can listen to any old song I want, and I don't have to wait to, to wait for the song to come up in a weird radio playlist. Uh, but we're on Spotify. We're also on Apple Podcasts and a thousand other third-party podcast scrapers. So if you could do us a favor and leave us a rating and review on any of these services. We're talking your pod chasers. We're talking your good podcast. We're talking your 
your Spotify's and your Apple podcast. All of that helps us out. We appreciate everything you guys have done for us. And we hope you continue to do things for us for free. We're not paying you because we can't afford to. Uh, the most important thing anyone can do for us is spread a word of this of this podcast. Word of the mouth is the only way we can survive. So write a message to a friend. Write a letter. You don't write letters. Write a letter. People love receiving mail. That's not spam or junk mail. Write a letter to someone you haven't talked to in a long time. Tell them to listen to Zero Credits and to never talk to you again because we'll talk to them for you. That's right. This is a service we offer at no additional cost. We'll talk to your loved ones. We'll talk to your hated ones. We'll talk to people you don't know. Just tell them about us and we'll talk to them for you. That's the Zero Credits Guarantee. And uh, Henry, I have some breaking news that might be a hoax. Oh, shit. What's up? It appears as though Alfred Molina will be returning as Dr. Octopus. And the, is this, is this, can I? I don't want to hear it. I avoid trailers. I don't want to hear it. You don't want to hear about Alfred Molina? La, 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 la. la, 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 la. Uh, watch Big Hero 6 in theaters now. Watch A Dog's Way Home. Man dies. Dog dies. Everybody dies. Oh, God. <laughs> and Cash Alfred Molina. I've already seen it. And the next Spider-Man movie. Bless you, Alfred Molina. Yes, may you never die. And from everyone here at the Zero Credits, Alfred Molina, uh, we would like to wish you a happy week. You think he's a hard guest to get? Alfred Molina? <laughs> yeah, Alfred Molina. Uh I can make I can I can make some phone calls and then get told no. Cool. Let's send them an email to his publicist. Okay, I think it's Alfred Molina at OnlyFans.com. Sounds right to me. Goodbye! Goodbye! <laughs>